What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Forever! Well, you know what, man? It's so interesting because, like, I always wanted to be Dick Tracy growing up. You know what I mean? Like, the kind of that noir detective. Because he was so cool, man. He had the watch. I don't know if I remember they sold the watch at, like, 7-Eleven or something crazy. I sure do. <laughs> and it was, like, a big deal. And I remember when this movie came out, I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was too adult. And I was like, yo, but yeah, I want to see a detective movie. So I love detective You shouldn't stories. have watched it when this... <laughs> Whatever, man. I could have handled it. I could have handled it. I, I watched it when it first came out, and the only thing I remembered before we started to watch it today was the sex scene. That was the only thing I remember. Uh, pretty intense. It's yeah. intense. It's a lot yeah. to see in 95 or whatever it was. I, I realized a lot of my actor friends weren't alive when this movie came out. And for some reason, it hurt my heart. I was like, oh, God, like you weren't here. <laughs> I was telling somebody I had to watch this movie. They were like, oh, when did that come out? I was like, thanks, 95. They're like, I wasn't born yet. And I remember going, why'd you tell me that? Like, That's you... such an unnecessary statement. <laughs> they, need, they need you to know how old you are. <laughs> Clearly, I was like, what? Well, I didn't need to shut up. They're like, not only was I not born when that came out, but I'm a full-grown adult that's been out of college <laughs> for five years. You know what I wasn't born when it came out? Ghostbusters. You know what else I wasn't born when it came out? Gremlins. You know what else I wasn't born when it came out? The Terminator. I love all those movies. I don't care what nobody... You don't got to be alive when a movie comes out. For cinema, James... <laughs> You have respect for cinema. Not like these young, oh my God, am I that old dude sitting on the porch? <laughs> you are. Am I, am I that old dude? Like, just yelling at the youth. Just, oh, you no. ain't back in my day. Just, oh, just, no. You guys walking around oh, with no. your, your TikToks and your cell phones. It's just an unnecessary qualifier. They didn't need to say I wasn't live when that came out. Yo, when you're talking then, about a movie, you don't. <laughs> and, then was, and then what made me mad is uh, my friend goes, hey, you know what? We should celebrate birthdays together when you turn 40 and I turn 30. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, I ain't 40 oh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but when you're 40, I'll be like 30 yeah, just they, getting yeah. started. And I was like, God damn. I'll be 30, It'll be comma, just getting started, basically. All from just this one movie. All from like watching this movie in my living room. I'll be entering my 30s and, you know, you'll be, you'll, you'll be you know, past the halfway mark of your life. Man. You know what I mean? It'll be, it could be a theme party. We all dress up, you know? <laughs> I'll be sunrise. You'll be sunset. It's a whole thing. A... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be a devil in a blue dress, you know? You... What? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what does that even mean in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be sunrise. He'll be sunset. I'll be devil in a blue dress. You know, sometimes, Bray, I feel like we're having a good time, a good moment. Well, we're it's on. like a costume party. You know what I mean? So everybody could dress up as they like, you know? And I think one person probably will definitely dress up as 
devil in a blue dress. So the theme, so the theme for this party, you set up theme, mm-hmm. <laughs> but theme is just costumes, like any costumes. <laughs> the theme is costumes. You know, it's like it's come as someone you are not. You know, and I certainly am not devil in a blue dress. That doesn't come make sense. You're not. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. All right. Feels like God it makes dang perfect it. sense. So uh, much sense that we this should. This how we starting? Start the show. No. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! If you didn't want him dead, why'd you leave him with me? <laughs> that was a great line. It was incredible. Freaking fantastic. <laughs> it was line. so good. Because you see Denzel going, uh, uh, God damn it, he right. I knew he was good. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And if you want to know whose voice is who, you're like, wait a minute, there there are a lot of voices on this. I need to distinguish them. Well, the voice that you are listening to now that sounds like just a smooth, (laughs) you know, detective, P.I., film noir kind of voice. <laughs> that voice is Jonathan Braylock. Hmm. Right. Why was that so creepy? Was that not creepy? <laughs> like, why was that so creepy? <laughs> oh, Pass man. Up the mood. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, God. This voice is that of Gerard Milligan. And this voice that sounds like, you know, like, there's all kinds of secrets happening over here. Is James the Third? James, you know yeah. what? You probably would be the killer. Poor description. <laughs> I, hey, listen, you 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 either definitely see it coming, or you would never see it coming. Those are the two <laughs> realities. <laughs> like this person's so cartoony, he must be the killer. Got, this guy is unreal. He definitely shanked everybody. He's, there is certainly something up, if anything, <laughs> with oh, him. Oh man. <laughs> Today, we are reviewing Devil in a Blue Dress, 1995's film starring Denzel Washington, well, Jennifer Beals, Don Cheadle, Albert Hall, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, Lisa Nicole Carlson, Jannard Burks. Yo, he was so good, Jannard. He was so good. This is somewhat of a a film noir. It's about a... Uh, an African-American man in the 19, late 1940s who gets mixed up in a whole political murder scandal. This actually has a very good score on Rotten Tomatoes, 92%. Oh, wow. Yeah, 70% audience score. Box office, because this film came out in 1995, is rated R, $22 million made it at the oh, box office. What was the budget? Oh, Let's I think it see. lost money. If Wikipedia, the budget says $27 million. Not so great. It was a hard movie because it's like one of those movies where like it is in a war. I, I can't I cannot think of another black led movie that's kind of like this. Like the only other thing I can think of is Luther. I can't that's think a TV of another. Show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't think of a movie. So it's, you know. Black director, though, Carl Franken. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. He also wrote it based off a book by Walter Mosley. Okay. What else movies has got direct? Let me see what else he got. What else he got? IMDb. Oh, he directed, Bray, I think you watched the show, Mindhunter. Oh, yeah. He directed a bunch of episodes show. of Mindhunter. He directed Mindhunter. Oh, out he of also time. directed out of, out of Time. That is an unfortunate Denzel Washington film. <laughs> Oh, out of yeah. time. I liked Out of Time. No, you it was liked a commercial. Out of time. It was a little yeah, commercial. Yeah. One, you know, he did a leftovers. His, I mean, attractive people in it, but I mean, it's like a, it's not like a, you know, it's not, it's fun. It's like a popcorny kind of. You can just kind of yeah, like it's put definitely it on. It's like, yeah, it's definitely popcorn. It's, it's definitely like, <laughs> popcorn. Is it? Listen, like non butter movie popcorn. Yeah, y'all are. T- t- Sort After of you eat a bunch it, of it and you're like, don't do this, bro. What are you doing? No, I think it's popcorn with a little bit. You put like a little bit of, a little bit of the, like the powder, you know, the powder stuff. It's like a little bit of that. You know, you shake it up a little bit. You don't finish the whole bag, but you feel satisfied. <laughs> it's real good at first. It's real good at first. You're like empty inside. You're like, you're like, I'm technically I'm full, uh, but I'm also hungry, but I don't want to eat. Man, I liked it. My favorite part of that movie is when. Is when the old woman in the in the police station is like is like he looked like him, and then and then they cut to Denzel and like you mean the officer? Okay, you mean he was black? And then and she's like, I guess I mean he was black. And then another black guy walks by and she's like, Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All right, it's that, that was a that is a funny part. I do remember that. Okay. But we're talking. To, we're not talking about out of time. We're talking about Devil in a Blue Dress. Yes, Devil in a Blue Dress. Shall we do initial thoughts? Um, I'll go because I wasn't allowed to watch this movie. I remember this movie very vividly because I remember like the adults watching it, and I remember Don Cheadle, and he was like roughing up that dude, and they were like, "You can't watch this." And so I always had this vision of who Don Cheadle was growing up as like this badass dude. Also, seeing a young Denzel and a young Don Cheadle just was like. Just looking at them, like, look at how handsome he, like, they're still handsome, but like, look at these niggas. They like smooth as hell. Don Cheetah with the gold teeth. I enjoy this movie. I do like detective movies, so I guess it's a little biased towards that, but also like, I think they were just cool. Also, I love that they set this in the uh, late 40s, early 50s, which I thought was cool because this is a movie where I'm like, oh, if you ever saw Hollywood during the golden age of Hollywood, Black folks weren't really allowed in that time frame. So it was cool to see like Denzel kind of like dealing with that. He was black. They definitely said the N-word with the ER a few too many times. But it was different. <laughs> like it did, like it was weird because he definitely was dealing with racism, but it almost felt like more than just racism at the same time. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. The twist, I mean, of course, we also come out like this woman. I didn't know she was half black. I was like, we see that. Yeah, man. I just enjoyed it. Love Don Cheeto. Love Don Cheeto. All right, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'll go. This was a fun film. I I never saw it growing up. I didn't really know much about it. I definitely enjoyed it. I feel like the performances were were fun. It was like, yeah, it's like this fun noir type movie. Don, I did think Don Cheadle kind of stole the show in some scenes, which is pretty hard to do when Denzel Washington is in the lead role. But he was like so funny. And like, I don't know, his character was so great. I feel like the story itself was interesting enough you know and i didn't like know exactly you know i guess they they did a pretty good job of like hiding like why any of this was happening 
So I don't really know how you could even have guessed it. I mean, I did think that that the white woman they kept referring to as wasn't just white. She looked like she was a little like had some some black in her. I couldn't tell if the movie knew that or not. Like I was like, <laughs> except for the fact that I was like, well, why would they cast her? That doesn't make sense. You know? Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I got. Yeah, I don't I don't have much more to say outside of what y'all said. I'll say that I did see this in '95. All I remembered was the sex scene. And so watching it again, I was like, oh, I, maybe I never like really watched it. This might have been one of those things where it's like, oh, devil in blue dress sex scene about 20 minutes in. I will watch that far. And, you know, like it might have been one of those. Kinds uh... of things. So in so in like really seeing it this time, I loved that. Like, yeah, to, to Gerard's point earlier, like. There aren't really. Or at least I have not seen too many black noir stories. So, you know, I found myself like enjoying it and then also feeling a little conflicted about like there's like a there's like a thing that happens in, in other noir stories where there's sort of like it's like they don't they don't really have problems. So the problem is like the dame, you know, like, oh, the dame looks like blah, 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 blah you know, but like there was something about like how fully charged life for a black man at this time was. <laughs> and so then for on top of that, for us to be hearing this kind of like romantic noir <laughs> speech, <laughs> like during this, it was just sort of like, I don't know how I feel about this, but knowing that it was a, a black, that it has a fully black, like writing team, you know, and like, then, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, these are my hangups now, or these are my watching it through the lens of this podcast now kinds of stuff that I don't think necessarily is, is fair to the movie, maybe. I was like, oh, I started thinking, I have not seen Flashdance, but when that actress showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, like... She was in Flashdance? That's her? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's, she's, there's some black, she's, 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 there's some black in her. I started thinking like that maybe like the mystery was tied up in like, yeah, we keep calling her white and maybe she's, and maybe there's more to it than that. I thought that woman was white in Flashdance, James. <laughs> she, she has a black dad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's cool. I, th I thought that was cool. Sort of the way that it happens. And I thought the acting was really great. And, uh, and yes. And I just want to say to Jara's point, like, there is there is something to to anyone who has grown up watching Denzel returning to the like Denzel that we were introduced to was like really not. There was something like cool about how he's just both him and Don Cheadle, you know, they're tired now. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're smooth. Wait, they're still wait, smooth. You, they wait, still have a lot saying? of power. Hey, they still hey. have, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm 36, okay? I'm 36, got a little baby, okay? I'm tired now, all right? If you, if you look at me, if you look at me 10 years ago, I'm not as tired as I am right now. And there was something cool about seeing them just kind of like Denzel just leaning, just as he walks, he just has the, he just, you know what I'm talking about? He got the, he got the pep when he walked. All of that was great. It was just really cool to, to see. Uh, sorry, I'm watching Flashdance. <laughs> I had no idea this woman was black. Wait, what? Did, Bray, did you know that? I mean, I thought, I actually thought she was Latina when I saw Flashdance. What? Melissa, what about you? You thought she, you knew she was black? I'm sorry, <laughs> keep going. This is crazy. 
She's in so many things. Hey, listen, I'm looking at her up right now. She's still beautiful. Lord have mercy. <laughs> she was in uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Who was oh, she in Boba shit. Fett? Oh yes, Fett? yes. She was the 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 woman who owns the bar. Yes, yes. That, yeah. Spoiler alert gets blown up. Don't you spoil this? Oh snap! To anyone who hasn't seen, <laughs> we have to put spoilers for the Book of Boba Fett on our Devil in a Blue Dress <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yo, this is her doing that dance. What? All right, I'm done. With the leg warmers, she dancing with leg warmers. That shit don't even make sense because she inside. Okay. <laughs> Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, His Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash officehourslive. Hey, 
Can I say one thing that I think that's so cool, though? I don't think I appreciated it or respected it when I was... I don't think I knew when I was younger how hard it was to have a Black man lead movies that were, quote-unquote, what I used to call, like, adult movies. Like, just... I'm thinking about it right now. I had, I had a meeting, and they were talking about who would be the Black men who are just, like, your average, everyday men who, like, you would have in a detective story who couldn't, like, who could get beat up, you know what I mean, and still keep going. And Denzel, as cool as he is, the cool part about this movie is that he's handsome, but, like, for the most part, no one's scared of this man. Like, at no point is anyone scared. At, at, one, at one point, some regular-ass Black dude almost, like, kills this nigga. Like, you know what I mean? And it's it's so well, interesting. Well, it's not a regular dude. That was what's his name? He he was a, he had a knife, Frankie or whatever. Like he was like he was known known for having a knife. You're right. I just thought, but you know, if that would have been like if that had been made now, that'd have been like Jonathan Majors and he would have like broke his arm or some shit. You know what I mean? When Denzel was getting like I thought Denzel was gonna win that fight, but he was getting his ass whooped. My whole point is like you get to see like what Denzel and Don Cheeto those two men specifically have accomplished is so crazy to think about because they were black men like in hot like they were they were black Denzel's early movies was like he was a black dude he wasn't kissing white women on screen he still was named sexiest man alive you know what I'm saying Don Cheeto was like the every man and everything he did and it's like yo it's so cool because I don't think personally I don't know I haven't auditioned for a bunch of parts like that but I don't think we get to do that too often nowadays you know what I'm saying and they like black Americans too so I, I I don't know. I just, watching this, like, this is fucking cool, man. I'm trying to bring back the pants with the suspenders, baby. You know what I'm saying? What's up? You're you're actively trying to bring that back? Oh, bro, I got, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got 60s polo shirts and button-ups in my closet, man. I'm like, let's do it. Let's look the head back, baby. Let's smack a nigga and bring out a hand knife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, who are you talking to, I love boy? that those two go hand in hand. The, Don't it, though? Don't it, Suspenders, the slicked hair, and a switchblade in your Come pocket. on, baby. Who you fucking with? Not me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the movie, uh, Bray. Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. This is one thing I will say. I like when the movie starts and we get this the the voiceover and he talks about like losing his job and then we kind of see him with the dude and he's like wait the other the white people tell you when they can't even do overtime but yet you're firing me he's like so what are you saying and then Zell just like stares at him like nigga you you know what I'm saying you know what I mean you know what I'm saying and like he's the only black dude with a house he's like yo it's so hard to have a house and I just felt like owning something that's the part about this movie that really works it so denzel's character has bought a house doesn't have a family but has a house and because he has a house he has something to lose you know what i mean and like and it, it kind of it makes him like there you could see at certain times he would he wants to fight he wants to do something he's like ah, i can't do that because I got a house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my them, house, so <laughs> my house. I, I don't want them taking away my house. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, so we, yeah, we kind of have this character who has just been fired from his job. He's living in L.A. late 1940s. He moved from Houston. You know, it's you know very much sets up the fact that like this is the time right after World War II, where all the black people who fought in World War II came home and the country was like, F you. And so they, uh, you know, it was like harder, hard to get jobs. You know, they weren't respected. They, they, they had a lot of pride 
because you know they were soldiers uh, and they were treated with more respect than they used to be and then they all of a sudden were treated with zero respect again and you know pretty hard to just swallow that as a human being but yeah we it's kind of pretty early on he's like at this at this bar and he gets set up by his friend Joppy who is the bartender and he's like oh you need a job like talk to my man whatever that guy's what Tom Sizemore's character's name Oh, all, Mr. Albright, Mr. Albright. He's like, yeah, talk to this dude, Mr. Albright. He's, man. Got, he's got a job. And he's like, what kind of work? And he's like, he's got a job. And whenever someone won't answer a direct question, you know something's up. Just in life. And he says that too. And he's you know smart. I mean? He knows he's getting swindled, but he has no alternative. I love that he's like, I got to yeah. do this. And he constantly, like he notes when things are bad. Sorry, go ahead. You know what I mean? Like if you ask somebody like, hey, uh, you know, what, what's in this sandwich? And they're like, you know, it's like a sandwich. And you're like, okay, I need mm. that. Nope, nope, <laughs> not that <You> sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not that. Yeah, one. You better I'm tell a... me what. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you better tell me what's in this. He gets set up. All he has to, he misses this guy. This guy's like, look, all you have to do is find this girl. Just find where she's at. He's like, okay, that's it. Uh, that's it. Don't have to do anything else. Just find where she's at. Tell you. No, you know, additional thing. Nope. Here's a hundred dollars. I pay up front. And it's like, okay. Cause bread fifteen cents, nigga. It went up. Bread is fifteen cents. He said <laughs> yeah, he's like, he, bread, bread is fifteen cents, boy. A hundred dollars. It was only crazy that he goes, I'll tell you this right now. I'm gonna say this to everybody. If one of y'all was like, Hey, I need y'all to find my cousin or my friend, and it was a white woman, I'm like, I'm not chasing down no white woman, dog. Like not not in 2022. Not in 2022. He came to this black man and was like, I need you to find this white woman. Fuck no, dog. No, I would have said $200. $200. The, what? And, and, and he was like, she loves black men. I'm like, nigga, no. This, this, this sound like a swindle. This, uh, there are rappers, Bray, okay, that I don't want to meet, okay? Because I'm like, I don't trust. I don't trust you in my vicinity. They're like, oh, man, you want to meet Iggy Azalea? No, nigga. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to meet her. For what? For what? What do we got to talk about? What do we got to talk about, Bray? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't no, no. Because think about it. The cops going to come after you. Your boy's going to be like, hey, bro, what you doing walking around? You can't. I got dis- to explain why the white girl with me in the hood. Like, hey, man, what, what you doing? You got, who, what's, what's going on? I don't need that pressure in my life, Bray. Set Denzel up from the beginning. He should have known better, man. Should have known. Hundred, one fifty, one fifty. Okay. One. I love that his plan was to go in pretending like he didn't know her name, being like, "Uh, yeah, you see, like a." Well, first he comes in, he's just like, "Hey, where, where the white woman at?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he says. Yeah, he like, did. Hey, where the white hey, woman hey, at? Hey, hey, where the white women at? <laughs> in like a speakeasy too. He's like in a hidden bar, and he's like, "Hey, where, where the white woman, yo?" And then he's just like, "Oh, uh, you see, like a white girl, like I don't know, Delilah or some someone the D, like Del- Delilah Daphne. She's supposed to be fine." And everybody's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything." About I never saw a white woman in my life, you know. I'm not. I don't touch them. I don't. I don't breathe on them. Nothing. His friend's wife, Coretta, she eventually is like, I know where she is. She's also like, 
her name is Daphne. Like, don't even try to pretend like you don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But also, what's so shady about this is that this. So this woman, I feel like this is bad. I don't think it was this movie, but I feel like I've known of this actress from movies when I was younger because she is Lisa Nicole Carson. Because she's the person who I've seen has sex in movies before when I was younger, so I just remember her very vividly as like. You know, as the woman who has sex in. in I just I just remember it growing up. I was like, yo, like when I saw, I was like, oh shit, my man Denzel sleazy dog. He's sleazy. He was so he he. He very casually turns her down the first few times and then just has sex with her. Like, there's no, it doesn't even seem like, (laughs) it doesn't even seem like he gets persuaded. It just cuts to the scene and it's happening. And then he's just like, man, forget him. I don't care about him. (laughs) Yo, it it turns up real quick. He's like, man, just be quiet. Come on, man. We here now. We here now. Oh, no, we here now. It made me laugh because, okay, that there was a couple times where it was like the realest black moments. I'll tell you the first one. It's literally when I don't, I guess they were having sex, but then like she orgasmed and like was trying to get up and he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he's like, Lily Denzel got real black man. Oh, come on, come on. You know, like he saw him like squeeze her tights. I don't even know if it was that. It was she was just like it's wrong. Like she just, <laughs> she I thought they were already decided, in it. Oh, she just she decided, just decided it. They were already they were already in the heat of it. But then she was just like, I can't. He's he's in the next room. <laughs> like that, that's like, part, that that's what the, I've been saying. That's what yeah. <laughs> you can't say that you, now. You already did it. You like, are we here. We here. The deed has been done. Yo, it's so funny because there's two parts where I could tell like a black person had a part of this because it's like later on when Denzel is talking to the guy who owns the bar and he's like, yo, man, you like, why'd you do this? You you see her? You, you saw her. When he's talking about the, the woman, they were like, you saw her? You, you, you saw her, right? And it's like, Denzel looks at his, you saw her. And Denzel just looks at him and shakes his hand and just like throws his hand at him. He's like, but my man is like, but you, I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. You saw her, man. Like I, I had to, man. I, I Come on. <laughs> That's too funny. It's the one thing that was like harder for me is that I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Jennifer Beals was like carrying that energy necessarily. You know what I mean? She wasn't Roxanne. She wasn't, she was but they didn't make her like, I don't know why I said Roxanne like the song. But I feel like when you think of her, it's like you think of a woman in the red dress. You know what I'm saying? Like she wasn't giving you the femme femme fatale. You're supposed to like her because it was black people dealing with a white woman. Is how I took it. It's like no, because I always had that problem when I see like my friends and they be white girls. I'm like, bruh, that's that's white girl you with. But I realize sometimes they be <laughs> <laughs> your you friends. You with that white girl? These are friends that you. <laughs> Who I posted? Who I, I got, y'all would tell me. Y'all would be like, hey, cuz, what you doing? You brought her to the permit? Like you, you wore those shoes? That's your haircut? Your friends tell you that, okay? Bray, if I walked up to you, we went to the movies, and I came out with, like, a lime green outfit, you're going to be like, Drew, why you dress? You know what but I'm saying? It's, That's what you- it's, it's the the fact that it's, like, there are grades. You're like, it's that? <laughs> you're with that white woman? <laughs> I feel like everyone has a grade, but, it, but in this movie, it felt like because she was supposed to be white, she was supposed to be, like, beautiful, and, like, she was supposed to be Roxanne no matter what she did. And I think it is that weird thing of, like, the... 
the I don't I don't know the exact word, but it's like, oh, if a black man can get a white woman, he's like made it because no matter what she looks like, she did it. I don't know, man. It just feels like a weird thing. Just her existing was enough. Whereas like everybody else got to be like fine or you got to be like a handsome motherfucker where she just had to be in a blue dress. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it was like, it was like, for me, it was like less the looks and more like the energy. Like I didn't necessarily feel the like sexual overpowering energy. Like I didn't feel like she was like oozing like sexuality in this way that like men were like entranced by her. But I kept hearing that that was happening to men. You know Did what I mean? Did y'all see the blue dress though? I feel like was we watching two different movies? She had the blue dress on. Okay. She had the little, she had a little beret. Okay. And the, the beret was to the side. The beret I mean, yeah, was, it was yeah, cute. it was to the side. It was to the side. It was to the side. <laughs> yeah, it was to the side. Also, and like I said, it was yeah. less about the less about the look necessarily, and more just like the energy of it. I don't know. She was still good. I was just like, I just kept, I was just like, man, she did all this, like, because like we're supposed to under, like she's she is slept with Joppy. She slept with this other dude or yeah right? it was Joppy. it was the the mayor it was it was the bartender the bar what is that guy's name it was the bar guy who was denzel's friend but also she's she's supposed to be the femme fatale but i do think they were trying to humanize her a little bit but i think we i think we needed probably a little bit more of her i think we really only got three big scenes with her and really her only big scene is at the end so i think you needed more of her sprinkled out like normally in these movies Instead of having the evil white dude hire the detective, it would normally be her. Like, she would come in with the issue, and normally she would probably be the bad guy at the same time, you know what I mean, or something. But um, I think we needed to see her deal with Denzel so we could kind of see what you're talking about, that, like, seduction and see how she manipulates everybody. But in this movie, it felt like, yeah, she just did it because she existed and she was white. Which maybe, you know, in the 1948, is like a white woman hanging around black people. Like, maybe that was enough at the time, you know what I mean? Like, also, that's terrifying to me. Like, that is so terrifying. Nin- 1948, terrifying. And then at one point, Denzel has to drive in a car with her. When he, Bruh, before no. before he even at met her. in a white neighborhood. Before he even met, I think this might have been before he met her, but when he's like on the docks or, or whatever, and the woman just comes up and stands next to him, I was like, well, this is it. How far into the movie are we? Like, we were like, <laughs> we, we had to be like, tw- I thought it was it. I thought that was it. I thought he was dead. I thought, I, uh. But something about that, James, is something about like seeing Denzel in this part where it felt like I, I don't know why I'm obsessed with this right now. Maybe because maybe it's the kind of parts so I want to get with it. But it's like he wasn't invincible. Like you felt fear for him. You know what I mean? Like I feel like sometimes when I watch some of these movies, the black dudes are so cool and so like they're supposed to be like at certain points. I'm like, but I'm looking at them like yo, you could fuck up everybody talking to you right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do this with ease. You look like a superhero without a superhero movie. So to see him, and I'm like, yo, and he looks scared. That was my big thing, is that he looked scared that entire time. And he knew the moment that white girl started talking to him, like, fuck. Like, you saw it in his face. Ah, shit. It's like, hey, your friends are looking for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he was like, hey, your, fr- your friends, hey. <laughs> they, they, they over there looking for you. Man. The way the, and then the way the white dudes threw back like he was like, I just, I was just trying to be polite. You weren't trying to be polite. You were talking about the ocean. I was, <laughs> was just like, what are you, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was being polite. 
Also, also, also oh, yeah, go ahead. Y- y'all were listening. Like, what's yeah, how you hear that? But then I got no, mad it's because she, sa- she said he's. She said we were just talking about the ocean. Uh, and then, see, and this then is my thing, pulled. James. She should have done more. My thing is, she knew talking to this black man. Oh, put him knock in danger. it off, Harry. Or she whatever. Supposed, the hell yeah, she's supposed to stand in front of him. <laughs> She supposed to stand in front of him, leave him alone, leave him alone. She was going to let Denzel get his ass whooped, yo, and get thrown in the water. Yeah, he was about to die. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Denzel, stay away. This is why he wasn't kissing people in 1992. I don't think he kissed a white woman on screen yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I genuinely don't think he, I, I, he... It's a rule. He said he didn't do it in the 90s. I don't know if he's done it yet. I'm like, dead ass. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And he's like, I don't want black women to experience that. He's like, yo, God bless. He's like, I got a black wife at home. You know what I'm saying? In the movie, when the when we still think the main woman's white, and she tried to kiss him, I can't tell if that was Denzel or the character. When he goes, uh-uh, lady. He pull, his, he pull his head away. He's like, uh-uh. Not today. Not today. There was apparently, a, according to Wikipedia, there was apparently a sex scene between them, though. That was cut from the movie. Uh-huh. Why they cut the scene, Denzel? Because Denzel didn't, if he didn't kiss, yeah, I'm, if he didn't kiss white women on screen at the time, he definitely wasn't going to do this. But if she's actually mixed, then he could have been like, it could have been like, you know. But they been don't know rules. that yet. He was, ah, that would have right. tipped, tipped it too much, you know. Right. That would. I mean, this lady more. born in Southside Chicago, so. <laughs> she definitely, listen, and she done been. No white know. people were born in. <laughs> in Southside? She... Yeah. says a love scene between Beals and Washington was shot but later cut from the film viewers might be disappointed with that decision but Washington says the scene wasn't needed to convey the story see that's what I'm talking about Denzel you're more than just being a sex symbol brother okay you Denzel goddamn Washington you know Denzel damn Washington I didn't also I think I'm sorry I skipped around but when Denzel loses his job he goes to his boy we see Tom Sizemore and so when he goes to the club like after he sleeps with his friend's girl, is that when the cops pick him up? Like the cops pick him up the next morning, right, right? away? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, the next it's, day. Yeah, they pick him up right away, and I'm already my skin is already I'm I'm sweating. There's it's too scary. They go into that. They go into that exam room, and there's blood on the wall in the exam room. Did y'all see that? Uh, the, the interrogation room. That no. tripped oh, yeah. me out. Was it his blood? Tri- I thought it was. I no, hit him. no, there was it just was, blood um... on the wall. Like just that's the room where they beat niggas up. Like that's where they <laughs> take people to the back and they just beat. Oh, it's too what much. makes me so sad about that is that there's so many times that like people get harassed and like get forced to say things they didn't do. And I'm thinking about Denzel. At one point, this nigga <laughs> Denzel was like, "Man, I'm, I ain't getting hit no more," and he like like maneuvers and like almost gets the dude in the headlock until the other cop pulls him off. And the other dude is like, you, you. And Denzel put his hands up. He's like, man, I ain't want to fuck this dude up, but I was about to though. I've been in the service. Like I, like, I was like, this is great. And then yeah, he eventually got off and he's like, he didn't even, I love the narration. And then the harassment. It's interesting because throughout the movie up until this part, you hear people talk about Mouse. Hey man, did you help Mouse like kill his brother? Hey man, just like you helped Mouse like get rid of his dad. Hey man, you help Miles do this. He's like, man, I ain't do none of that. I ain't do none of that. So you keep hearing about this character, and then when he's like, "Hey, I know this dude trying to black I me, mean, like double cross me. I gotta call in reinforcements." I was like, "Ooh, when he coming, boy?" Well, yeah, it was something like, uh, like he likes surprise parties, so I got a, I got a little surprise for him or something like that. Like, 
<laughs> Gotta bring in my own surprise. But before that, we have the meeting with the other gangster who's running for mayor. Kind of pulls him off in that car. And that's when we see, and he's like, there's this little boy in the car. And he's like, that's my adopted son. He, he's got freaking, you know, window shades in his car. Yeah. And so you're like, all right, okay, so this is the gangster. Something's going on here. Something happening with the mayor race. Don't know exactly what, but it's somehow connected. And then I'm trying to think what event. Uh, when, does, when does she call him? It's this night. She calls him. No. She calls. This, I think it's like the next day he ends up going to visit the mayor or the guy running for mayor. Like he dresses up in the suit. Right? I think that's what happens. Like he goes to the mayor and then she calls after that. Right? Well, they oh, bum no, rush him at his house. Right? Like he goes into the house. They're there. And they are there in the house. They, that's I when they threaten gonna, him. It's these. There's. There's. At, I think there is still one more beat before that. And that might. That might be a interrogation moment, but from Denzel's end. These like next three, like. Or four beats. Yeah, because he like walks home at night. I feel, I feel like he's at home. He's at he when he comes back home. They're there, you know. The guy who tries the the guy who like chops down trees, which is such a funny specific of like this guy in the neighborhood. Yeah, always tries. I thought I thought they were setting up because there's that point where he's like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get your, I'm gonna go get your, I'll get your trees in the back. I'll get your trees, but don't touch my damn trees. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get your trees in the back." And then Denzel leaves. I thought for sure. That some people were going to show up and and kill him, thinking that it was Denzel. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I thought that they were setting up something like that. That that didn't happen, and I'm glad that that dude's. <laughs> yeah, but my I was scared. I was nervous. I'm so happy that he was like, that, "Man, there are people in your house." <laughs> and yeah, and they threaten him, and he realizes how screwed he is because the you know, and they're like, "Hey, the police think you killed this person. You know, you better like cooperate." He's trying to figure out, like, that's when he's like, he's like asking questions. I think he realizes at some point that the bartender. Oh, okay. That's when he, he gets the, he gets the phone call from her, you know, and he's like, okay, you know what it is? I remember what the other beat is right before the phone call. He goes to the house. Cause he's like, I'm going to go to the top. I'm not dealing with these middlemen anymore. They said they were hired by this person. I'm going to go to that person's house. It was the other guy running for mayor who's like dropping out of the race. He realizes from him that those guys, Mr. Albright doesn't work for him, that he works for the other gangster. And he's like, oh, shoot. Okay. And then he's like, well, you pay me $1,000 to to find what's her name, you know? And so he gets money from that guy. So now he's gaming the system himself. She gets the phone. He gets the phone call. They go. And this is when the other guy dies. Right. Right. And he's he's gaming the system here, but it also feels uh, again, it feels like scary t- to me anyway. Like I'm like he's going to Oh yeah, he's definitely scared. He keeps getting more like he keeps getting bigger paydays like every few scenes. <laughs> he has a he has, somebody wants to give him more money to 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 do to do something related to finding the girl or or related to this case. I mean it's getting more and more complicated, more and more convoluted. It's but but he is still and this is why I kept having hangups. He's still a black man in 1940 whatever it is and it's like I'm like he's this is he's going to die like I don't think he's going to make it to the end of this movie. I thought the whole time he was done. Yeah. 
the thing is, by this point, he's so involved that he knows, like, well, either I figure this out and I get out of it, or I'm going to die no matter what I do. Like, there's, like, it's almost like the o- like I'm so deep in, the only way out is through, yeah. you know? <laughs> the movie also did a great job of, this kind of bothered me up top, but then as it went on, I think I, I grew to appreciate it more. But it, do- it does this thing where, like, there are flashbacks, and sometimes we hear voice like we'll hear like lines of dialogue from things that happened in the, in the past you know disconnected from from scenes and something that they they did i thought was was cool to help us understand like another a deeper reason why denzel is so invested is like shortly after it's somewhere around here but it might be before the scenes that we're currently talking about there's a scene where it's just panning around his home and we're hearing dialogue from Coretta, like just from what happened the night before, like almost like she's just kind of like in his mind and he's, he's not, he, he's, you know, not going to get over that. And that's also feels, it feels very noir and and stuff. And I think that that, that helped for as, for as I just wanted to be like, bro, stop, drop everything. Stop doing this. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah, man. The moment, the moment he went to the white lady's house or, or hotel room, and was talking to her, and she's like, I need you to drive me somewhere. I was like, brother, don't do this. And then and then she came, oh, man, men, we so weak. Not all men, but some are so weak. When she says one line to him like, do you want to pat me down or search me or something like that? And this nigga Denzel starts smirking like, man, where the wine, like, where, where the whiskey at? You know what I'm saying? I was like, this, but he's like, where the whiskey at? And he like walks up on it. First off, I will say this. The one thing I love about watching a young Denzel is that I think people forget that Denzel is from New York and from like not a good area in New York. So like he, his mannerisms be so like goony at certain points. And I'm like, yo, this nigga was wild. Like this Denzel, before he was right, this boy was wild. Boy, he ain't telling me, he ain't telling me a nigga named Denzel Washington walking around New York wasn't just out in these streets. No, 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 boy. Not, what? That's when you that's when you could be in shape and not have to go to the gym. You just got natural muscles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Then she's like, just drive me somewhere. And when you see, and she sat in the front seat, like drive her like an Uber, put her in the back, duck down or some shit. Ain't a drive by the cops with this white lady up Laurel Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I don't feel safe going up Laurel Canyon now. Okay. Like now I don't like I'm like, ah, do I gotta go through the canyon? I guess. Man, I was just up there. It was it was strange. I was for a for a benefit. <laughs> they might be listening. Whatever. It was for a, a benefit for like a, a dog rescue place where we got our dog from. And it was nice, but it was it was one of those things where you're, you're like immediately when you, we get there, you're like, both of them are working. I need to say that. I need to go say that. I need to go say that. They're working. I need to go say they're working. Okay. Damn, that sucks. One other one, one, <laughs> one non-worker, maybe. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's what it is. This is what it is. But yeah, man, I, you know what I also liked about this movie? It's kind of, it. it's like, it's very economic. Like it's short and sweet. I feel like it doesn't go on too long. Like sometimes these movies like really drag. It te- running time is an hour, 42 minutes. But with the credits, you know, it's like, it was like 135. I feel like, you know what I mean? Did you feel like it was long? It felt pretty tight to me. No, I felt I felt like that's what I'm saying. It felt tight, it felt economical. It felt pretty tight. I did feel a little belabored the the like her 
her being like half black or one eighth black or whatever the you know whatever the the mix was that i felt like that was belabored like that felt like it was like why <laughs> well it wasn't even the most important th- it was like a piece of the puzzle but like ultimately it was about these like photos you know that they had for the other guy and like that was the main thing you know that's really what the, they were after her for you know that's why she was doing all these things and that's also why people were willing to spend so much money I, wait so the other guy was the guy who got killed was her brother no said. so her brother so she hit her brother. The other guy who got killed was the guy who had the like either sold the photos. Either he took them and was giving it to her, or like he had them to give to her. And did she ever sleep with that guy? Then I don't. The thing is, I don't know. It went from like he was a, a lover, and then it was like her brother, or, or I don't know. And then it was like, oh, he's the guy who sold the photos again. I don't think we saw her enough to track like how she was moving. To be honest. But she was the one who basically got Coretta killed because she told Joppy, right, to go because she was like, oh, because Coretta was trying to. Right. But then Joppy was trying to blackmail her. Blackmail her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did she how did she end up actually dying, though, again? Because Joppy didn't do it right like joppy was somebody beat her to no death. It, it was it was the it was the dude at the end it was the the it was the the bar the bartender dude the bartender it was yeah it was, was joppy it was him okay it was him yeah because apparently he tried to get the photos there was another guy like a bouncer guy at the club or somebody who he s- dropped okay her off okay. for the letter or something like that or like, and he was like, when I left, that dude was alive. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. Wow. I, I just thought, I think I. And then the bartender killed. Right. I think I just thought because Denzel was like, keep him alive. I was like, oh, then maybe did someone else end up actually. Doing- I feel like Denzel wanted to. I thought like Denzel was using him as a backup. Like if I need to like. Have someone take the fall for this. He gonna take the fall yeah, for it. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. But then, like, because he couldn't care that much about that guy because no. he killed Coretta, and that was his yeah. boy. But he was like, man, you tried to set me up, and you killed her. Like, right, right. He was like, right. all right, he's gonna take the fall. But then, but then, okay, this is my favorite. Who was the dude with the knife? So they talked about that dude with the knife. He was a gangster who initially they had said they said Daphne was at this gangster's place, Frank, and I think. They went to Frank's place and they probably roughed him up and then found out that he she was not there or that she had left at some point. And so he probably came to Denzel's place like, why is my is your name? And I'm going to kill you for sending these other white gangsters after me. I think. I oh, that's like right. That they went the... to his house. No, you're right. They went to his house and they came back and was like, yo, he wasn't there. Yo, but Denzel, I thought was winning that fight. So that dude got him and was like slowly cutting his neck until John Cheeto came in. The one that made me laugh about Don Cheeto because he was so reckless at every point. He's like, oh man, we need to get info from him. All right, cool. And just shot him through the shoulder. It was just like, yeah. wait, he was like, he, what's your name? Frank? It's Frank, right? He, he, he uncocks the gun, puts the gun away. Frank, is it Frank, right? And then just shoots him again. That was crazy. 
And then Denzel holds it back and he's like, hey man, don't you ever touch me when I'm holding a gun. Don't you like and the part when he was drunk. Oh, asleep? <laughs> and he Bruh. whips out the gun. He's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> you saying I'm drunk? I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. And he put it right on his chest. I will say this. It was something so smooth about seeing Don Cheeto be like this little dude who was just like, he reminded me of, not as, not as angry, not as angry, but he reminded me of Joe Pesci from like, you know, when he was in Casino, he's just like the reckless dude who was just like small, but like would handle business. He reminded you of uh, Omar from uh, The Wire. Come on, man. You know I ain't see The Wire. Why, why are you saying that? <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't saying that. Bray, Bray, you do this every time. You know I ain't seen The Wire, man. Hey, man, Omar Little from The Wire. Well, I was going to say. You do, you do this every time. You do this every time. The thing I thought was cool, though, was not only did he, not only did he keep pulling the gun on Denzel, but he kept also referring to, to the guy who called him drunk as if it, it was someone else. So, like, he's, like, talking yeah, to Denzel. Else. He's like, I think you should. <laughs> Make sure you tell him. Make sure he knows. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. <laughs> All right, cool. He better be. He's like, he's scared. Oh, he better be scared. He is. He is. I mean, he, he is. He is. He is. Yo, also, they got that dude so drunk again. Uh, Denzel, what a douche. He over here, over here, listening to the dude cry about his wife. Denzel, man. I was actually wondering, would that ever come out? Like, because I know basically Daphne knew, kind of, right? When she was like, I thought it was going to, but it, it didn't. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like, oh man, we found your semen on her. It was you connected you to the Yeah, was could they do that at the time? Was 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 DNA tech? Well, I don't know, but they could do fingerprints. So I Yeah, I, no, I know. know. I well No, no, DNA was yeah, nowhere, but they nowhere do, near. DNA yeah. was like nineties that they started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they could do fingerprints, but no, nah, they they had no they uh, there was no like hair follicle DNA stuff. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. Man. It would have had to been like something that he owned or a fingerprint. Yeah, that's all they could do. But no, but they were saying it didn't matter. They didn't need any evidence. They literally said like evidence winds up like you'd be surprised how much evidence we could find at the scene. Didn't have as much weight because he was actually there. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't that (laughs) they didn't didn't need to do anything. They just go to his house. They take something from his house. They bring it to the crime scene. And then they say, we found this at the crime scene. And then he's going to say, you're lying. And they're going to say, uh, uh, five white cops say that we're not lying. And then the jury goes, Oh, okay. Well then the five white cops. You talking about about now or you talking about in, in, in the forties. No, all right. Oh. I don't want to be. I, now I now I don't feel good. Like it was like fun and fine. We were we were talking we talking about this movie. Legitimately, my camera <laughs> my camera went off for a little bit, so I couldn't tell if Bray was talking about like in the forties, like in the you're, movie. So, about so your your camera went off, and you couldn't, and you, because you couldn't see Bray, you couldn't yeah. tell what if yeah. he was talking about present day because Error. you couldn't see him. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because basically, because that happens nowadays, James. So it's like I don't know if he was talking about in twenty twenty two, or if he was talking about it. Because you couldn't see his you know face, I mean? you okay? No, sure. Because I couldn't see him. I couldn't see. Him. <laughs> no, I get it. That's no, what I'm I, saying. I, it's obscured I, and Bray, Bray's with me. Bray get it. No, I don't yeah. know what's happening, James. No, no, no. I know no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I will uh, this say is this. A, this is a complete non sequitur, but this is not a political podcast. <laughs> no, but there's a couple parts I just want to I want I want to say is like. 
when Denzel is driving this white woman, I know we touched on about, I got to bring it back up. And the, the, the anger in my soul of when they go to the house, they find the dead dude. And then she just dips off in like the car they drove up in. Like she just dips off and just leaves him at the scene of the crime. Knowing they passed two white cops on the way up. Man, something about that burned me. And like, I feel like Denzel didn't even get a chance to really address it, that she just left him at the scene of a crime and he's a black I mean, dude in a white neighborhood. she didn't care about this dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he, he still got to help her. And they're like, oh, everyone's trying to, we got to forgive her. We got to forgive her. I'm like, no, she almost left this black dude to die. At this point, I thought she was a white lady. And then now I'm knowing she was black from New Orleans. You should have been better, sister. You should have been better. Well, but she was, I did like, I did like the the ending narration of like, I thought that was nice and kind of wished for as much as they spent so much time, for as much as they spent so much time belaboring the fact that she was part black, that line that he had of like, but I guess she was just a woman trying to belong. You know, like that very noir like <laughs> thing. That was like, I liked that line. It was moving. Because she was part black, I was saying because she was part black, she couldn't be with the this other mayor because his family... And they and that was a big point too. Is like even this rich white dude, you know, who's gonna be mayor, you know, he couldn't live down like having a you know a a partner that was like had like a drop of black blood in them, you know. But he the one who said he the one who said I'm a friend of the colors. He I is, think, but his family's, oh, his family's his family's not. Oh, his family, you know. And then he has to. Well, then he has to cut ties with his family. Right. Right. Uh huh. Then he has. Then he has to be looked at as an outcast <laughs> in society. And then he got to get a job. I don't like be- listening James, to y'all. That man has to get a like job. <laughs> no, 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 James. No, James. He has to you get want a him job. To give up his privilege. Uh, exactly. And don't do say to my face. Not use his last don't name. Don't say to my face. You're a friend of the colors. Use his last and, then, name. and then care about any of this shit y'all saying right now. Man, he's a friend of the <laughs> colors. It's not his fault. Society is <laughs> racist. Yes. And he knows one colored person, James, the oh, one he was having my... sex with, who he thought was white. <laughs> yes, the majority of white women voted for Trump, but I, I didn't. So hate you know what you this. want me to do? All right, so we we. I'm just saying, getting out of it. I'm just we... saying, and don't forget, James. He loved her. That's what he said at the end. Hey, I loved All her. Right. Well, I need you to know okay. that he loved well, her. Okay. He wanted you the know? black dude. He can't to know. be with her, but he did love her. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. When he thought she was white. Oh. So basically, we find out that she's got some photos. He get he he's able to get the photos off uh, Coretta's husband because Coretta was the one who. So how did Coretta get the letter? I don't know. I don't know how she got the letter, but she. Oh, she was supposed to deliver the letter, and she never did. Oh, that's right. Okay, got it. And she knew that she was in trouble, so she gave it to the. She put it in the Bible and gave the Bible to the husband and was like, keep this. And then, oh, okay. so then they find the photos and the photos are of this uh, other gangster dude who's running for mayor. Who we saw in the car earlier. Who we saw in the car. His name is something that I can't find right now. Skeevy. Skeevy man. He basically, is it Mor- Maury Chaikin? He basically is a pedophile. And yeah. that kid that he said he adopted just uh, a victim uh, a victim of his and it's disgusting and obviously this will put an end to his political career so he's trying to get those photos destroy the evidence 
He has the photos. He gets back home. She's waiting for him. She wants the photos. She winds up agreeing to pay him $7,000 now. Now he's up to 7000 for the photos. Technically eight total. He's at, he's at eight, $8,100. My man is living. <laughs> but Mr. Albright and his boys come in. They beat him up. They take her because they think she has the photos. They don't know that you know Denzel knows about them yet. And they want to pin Denzel with all these murders. So, you know, they leave him, leave him alive. He goes with Mouse, figure out the bartender. How did they figure that out? Oh, oh, right. She told him. She told him. Yeah. So they take the bartender with them. They get to the place where they're, they're well, wait, keeping her. There's one funny yeah. part because Don Cheetah so reckless. He's like, yeah, man. She told me, you're the one who went to the house. You beat her up and killed her. And then literally while he's driving, Don Chiu pulls out his gun and tries to shoot him right then and there, like, while driving. Nah, man, let me get it. And, like, he, like, shoots the window out. And like, he he's only stops. He only stops because he hears about the $7,000. $7,000? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. And he's so, he's so excited about the $7,000. Like... He was really excited about a thousand dollars. Seven. He was like seven. <laughs> yeah, he starts going, "Oh my god, oh my god." He just keeps, he just keeps repeating, "Oh my god, <laughs> dude." He's so good in this movie. Yo, it also makes it so funny to me is at one point, which makes no sense. He just tried to shoot this nigga, and Denzel was like, "Watch him." He just tried to kill this nigga, and you gonna say, "Watch him?" And then, and then what makes me makes me laugh even more is like Denzel is the worst. Like again, I don't know why I keep putting this up. He is not good at this show. Like, Denzel is... Ter- he, he kills has one a- guy. He does, but he has an upper hand on all of them, right? At all of them. And then that- I mean, at least at one point, he could get a couple of shots off. My man literally looks... He can. He literally can creep through the window. The window is open. It's open. I was like, what? Don Cheadle fucking walks into Joe and just shoots two people. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks So, in. so gangster. Yeah, now, that cool. was gangster. I was scared Don Cheadle was going to double cross him. I thought so too. Like, when, especially when he ca- when he came in so like so deliberate and was able to and able to to lay them out so quickly. I was like, oh yeah, and then now he's going to take the money. And it was like, nope, that's just his homie, and he's a really good shot, a really good. Shot. Yo, he walked in. He was like, why'd you kill him? What you want me to do over here? Wrestle with him? I won't be able to come in there and save you. I got over here wrestle with him. Yeah, I'm going to messing around tying him up. There was that. There was that one henchman who kept wanting to shoot the like whole movie and he finally gets to shoot. He shoots like four or five shots at Denzel. Denzel doesn't get hit. And then the first person that Don Cheadle shoots is that guy in the head. The moment, like the second he gets, I was like, is that supposed to be funny? Cause it was hilarious to me. (laughs) Yo, so also I didn't expect Don Cheadle to just kill Sizemore so fast. Like you just killed the big bad. Just like you just, he literally just walked in the room and got off. Like, he didn't get hit. Like, he didn't get hit. I was like, yo, my man. I thought it was funny when Denzel was like, where's where's Joppy or whatever the guy? He's like, where is he? And he's like, huh? Dude, what, what's that? What's that? He's like, what you mean? hey, man, where, <laughs> where this guy at? He's like, oh, he's over there. <laughs> Just points to his dead body. <laughs> but in the argument they have about it, what you want me to do? I won't be able to save you. It's like, what, so true. Want me to over here tie him it's up. So you, to, you didn't want me to kill him. Why well, you wouldn't have been able to help him if he was. Up, there was just nothing he could do. You like want me to watch him? Like I don't know why that made me laugh. And then you know 
he takes her to go see the white dude. And of course he can't do anything because he's white and he's not trying to risk losing all his privilege because he loves a woman of color. But he does get Denzel off the hook of the murders. So. Yes, he does. Because as he should, as he should, because Denzel basically helped him win the race because he gave him the photos. So now Denzel got him in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? That's what they call it. He's in his pocket. The back pocket. You know what I mean? Put one hand in that gel. No, but it also is cool because Denzel's like, oh, now, this is my thing. I've never wanted to watch, I've never watched the movie and was like, oh, man, I want to remake or see a sequel to this. And at the end, when he's like, I think I'm going to buy some land and like some real estate and open my own detective agency. I really want to see that. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm like, I'm interested in if that writer wrote more books, like if there even is a sequel book to this, like, cause that could be a, you know, him, that, that's a novel series that could, that could work, I think. Well, let me Google. So let me do Devil in the Blue Dress. Or too. even if like there was a Devil in the Blue Dress, like Amazon, like limited series. And like week to week, he does a, a new, you know, week to week, he does a new case. That'd be cool. A new mystery? Come on, Jace. Come on, let's. I think that'd be so fun. Double and like, is it a sequel book? Oh, wait, is there a real series? Wait, hold on a second. That writer, that writer has a lot of books. Oh, wait, hold on a second. There, I think there's a. No, I think I think it's being I think it's being made into a movie. Hold on. I'm sorry. I think it's being made into a series by being adapted for TV. A devil, in, a devil in a blue dress. Um, Walter Mosley, Easy Rawlings books are being adapted. Oh, for books, TV. plural. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of books. I do think, Bray, as you brought up, this movie deserved a fake squirrel. A you know fake what I'm saying? squirrel. Because this squirrel mm. would have been, because this wouldn't have been real. Because we would have thought it was a squirrel, but it wouldn't have been a real mm-hmm. squirrel. And in 1948, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That squirrel would have been. That would have been in 1948 and 1995. That squirrel would have been monumental. Okay. Monumental. The thing about it, they stay back at Denzel's house, right? And then she, he doesn't like, man, I know you. I don't trust you, dog. I ain't doing this. And all of a sudden, the blue, the blue dress slips. The blue dress slips. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And all of a sudden, you just hear that music, and it just fades to black. And then when they just land there on the floor with the blue dress now covering them, you know what I mean? Then they're like, all right, we got to go do something. And then the cops, I mean, then the, the the bad guys come in and they try to fight everybody and shit like that. I think they could have had it and it could have been like real, real sensual, you know, real, real hmm. sexy. Like it been real smoldery yeah. Denzel, you know? Okay. I just feel like mm-hmm. for me, because because mm-hmm. I mean, I know we get this like great like inner monologue and we get like, you know, we get all of that. We get to really sort of hear what's going on for Denzel. I just feel like there wasn't, we could have gotten, we could have gotten deeper about this, you know? And so I just feel like there's like a moment where it's like, while he's there and he's like sort of interacting with, with, with some of the guys and he gets like hit on the back, that point when he gets hit with a bat and he like falls down, I feel like he could have like conked his head and been out. And then when he wakes up, like he, he wakes up and his he he looks around. He's like, "What's wrong?" He looks at his fingers and his hands, and they're like all scaly and like and like and gross and like and no. like and maybe even like red. There's like some red scales, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Hold on, what?" He looks in the mirror. He looks on. He looks in the mirror, be. and he has like big red what? horns. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm a I'm a I'm a devil." What are you talking? And then Why he's wearing he's horns? wearing a blue dress, and so then like he it, he becomes a devil right. inside of a blue dress. Okay. And then while he no yeah because because and then he he and becomes then he you learns. turn Denzel into a devil 
He, you know, he his consciousness goes. He doesn't become a devil. His consciousness goes into a devil, and then and there's what de- a, what no, devil in a, a blue devil. dress is what? He turn because because that's what the movie's about, you know. And so then we learn we learn through this, you know, like what's really happening, and you know what it's really like. Are we done here? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. That no, sounds I, like we're done. You're. You know what? It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause more leading like black actors in Hollywood. On who it- if a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause it's at like all, we don't angle give it on the story anything. That's, that wasn't there before. Oh, oh. Stop! It's over! Yeah, you keeping this going, James. What's happening? Okay. On the count of three, we'll raise our ratings up for Devil in a Blue Dress. Here we go. Uno. Dos. Three black fees. Three black fees. Yeah. I mean, it didn't do so well economically, but Don Cheeto was incredible. And then, I mean, come on, you know, you noticed know man. Come on, man. Denzel. You Denzel. 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 Directed by a black dude. Come on, man. I don't even know what else to say to y'all. That's enough. Go watch it. We watched it for free on Tubi. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Go watch it on Tubi for free. It's fun. For free. I don't know why we're telling you at the end of this. You... <laughs> we, like, Goodness, well, we really need to put this at the beginning of the podcast. What but are now, we doing? I mean, listen, but now they know. They, they still know. I, sometimes I feel like it, we've d- done this for seven years, and I feel like we don't know Wait, how, how long how have we do done this? Podcast. You didn't have to we've say done this for a date. You didn't have to say that long. It's no way it's been that long. It's actually seven been, years? technically, it's been over Mm-mm. seven years now. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. We've crossed the seven year okay. mark. Well, cool. What? So, anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise via T Public, like t shirts and phone cases, pillows, stickers. If you want to check that out, just go to blackmanpodcast.com and then click on the merchandise link. We also have a defunct Patreon. That's right. It's no more new episodes, though. Who knows? Maybe one day that'll change. Right now, there's a year's worth of episodes on there. You can go check it out, $5 a month, and then unsubscribe whenever you'd like. If you rate and review us on iTunes, if you give us five stars, we will read your review on the air. Wait, hold on. Did I do Mr. I Got It? Yeah, that doesn't sound. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. He says, I'm disappointed, LOL. This is a, this. yeah, it's one of these, but this is funny. All right. How in the world do you review Harriet and Red Tails, (laughs) trash movies, (laughs) and still haven't reviewed Tuskegee Airmen? And don't even know about Buffalo Soldiers with Danny Glover? It came out in 1997 and was on TNT all the time. I, mean, I, was, I wait, expect Buffalo. a review. I'll have this soon. reviewer know. Love I just podcast. suggested we do Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen literally a few days ago, I think. So just for that reviewer know, we on the Let same page. Well, they probably didn't hear that episode the when they wrote this page. review. I Googled Buffalo Soldiers and Joaquin Phoenix showed up. Listen, Buffalo Soldiers, look, it's like I told you, any damsel that's in distress be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. So, just want to make sure that that's clear. Oh, my God. I, I actually, <laughs> actually did appreciate that. I'm upset at how much I appreciated it, if I'm, if I'm being honest. 
also it was a TV movie. We don't do TV movies. I'm I knew. Right I was like, when he said it was on T and T all the time, I was like, is that a TV movie? It's and I TV guess movie. technically now we do TV movies because we do Netflix films, but you know that's different. Okay? It's outside of our purview. Whatever, but I'll add the I'll add the, we, uh, we, we can the yeah we can yeah Tuskegee that makes sense. I mean Buffalo Soldiers. I mean it makes sense. I mean, listen, I want a real movie about Buffalo Soldiers. I mean you know Buffalo Soldiers. Jet like oh, sorry, all right now I'm just singing songs. Too. Was Red Tails that bad? Well, well, but I we I I, know I we reviewed loved it, but it, I forgot. but it is, but it's it's like because it's not a. Like, I, I guess apparently this other movie is more historically accurate. Like, that the Red Tails movie that we watch is just, like, a bunch of black people flying planes, and none of it is based in any, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not the reality. You can follow me at John Braylock, johnbraylock.com. I don't know why you would ever go to my website, honestly. I don't, I haven't updated it for, honestly, probably <laughs> three years. <laughs> I do write for Grownish, season five, currently available on Hulu. New episodes air every Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. So check yes. that show out. You can you follow like. me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. I also have a radio show on AMP, the AMP app. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. It is streaming live. So in order to in order to listen to it, you gotta you gotta tune in 6 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays for my show. The the concept is literally new show every week. So that's insane. I don't know why I decided to do that, but but, but check it out. It's gonna be it's gonna that's be a lot of fun. Wait, what do you what do you mean? A new show every week? A new show every week. Listen, I'm going, it's called Corrupted Files. I'm going through my Corrupted Files, all the ideas for shows that I've had that I've never gotten a chance to do. I'm going to do all of them. <laughs> I'm going to do every single one with special guests. I'm going to try to coerce John and, and Gerard to come on. So come check it out. Yeah, um, I have nothing to promote, but you can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And we will. See you next week. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog.